Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. You intro us, Val. <laughs> I, I'm introing us for a change. Oh, goddamn. Okay, then. Welcome back to Joycast, everybody. We have uh, the not usual triumphant, because as we know, the Shonen Jump triumphant that we love so dearly and criticize so vehemently is... Out of sync, as usual. Chainsaw Man's taking a break, so we're coming in with My Hero Academia. One Piece, I'll be talking about, and, well, Ivan will be as well, because we both read the manga, of Pluto, which, in my opinion, is already best anime of the fucking year. You and bastard. Maybe... Yeah, yeah, you, I know. You know <laughs> I did not have time to watch it. I, oh I only gosh. just barely found the time. I'm only... so, I'm so mad. I'm so I, I have mad. been sick today, actually, Ivan. I, I want to watch it so badly. I had construction going today. I was going to get work done, but then the drill started. It was fucking awful, and I've just got, had a pounding headache. I fell asleep because I've just been feeling so crap, but I Yeah, well literally, rested. I came, like, so podcast. that was my decision. It was, do I take a nap? before the podcast or do i get 20 minutes of pluto before the podcast and I'm oh, like, I, no ivan no it's not 20 minutes ivan that yeah hour it's an hour episodes. each episode is an hour i it's know over was... an hour eight episodes that's literally a 24 episode season my greatest fears about this product that i talked about like four years ago five years ago when they announced this mm. product <laughs> and i was so fucking scared they're they're doing it all aren't they and I wanted it so badly, thing. and I'm like, there's it, no way I'm going to fucking watch only 20 minutes and talk about it. I need what, the full series. From what I remember, it's already a very faithful adaptation, like with hour long, an hour-long episode each. I it, it got to North 2, and I was like, wait a minute, how long has this episode been going? And I see it has like 45 minutes left on the clock, and I go, holy shit, they're doing it. They're doing it right. Yeah, it's I'm so, good. so angry. I'm gonna try to watch it. I'm gonna try my best to watch it tonight. They're doing the Helsing treat. You know, the Helsing Ultimate it was like yes. every once a year an episode would come out, and it would be like 45 minutes to an hour long with amazing animation. Well, this is why it took so long because Ivan and I back in 2019, where they first showed the trailer, I think, were like, "Well, where is it? We've been asking that for ages." And there was footage. They, like you, we, we were getting like gorilla footage, like in Japanese stores where mm. they were showing it off, but they weren't doing official trailers. No, and and we wondered for a long time where it was. We maybe assumed. I think at one point you assumed it got shit canned. Yeah, I, I honestly I believe that happened, and then Netflix bought it. Mm. Uh, and and now it's here, and I understand. I totally get it. It looks amazing. Voice cast so far has been really good. Um, I'm watching it in English. Yeah, it's, um, it's dubbed already. It's, it's dubbed. Yeah, well, that's what happens when it's a Netflix product. It, that, that's the nice thing about Netflix, even though there's very little you can really compliment Netflix on. Let's be honest. Um, it, it, it's it's a solid product so far. Only after watching one episode, and I am oh so excited to experience the rest of it. It's gonna be great. It's already probably, I think it's already a runner-up for one of those best anime of all time. Yeah, I'm just I I I I'm so ha I'm so happy. I cannot wait to watch it. And no, and because it. of this podcast, I was like, you know what? There's enough news going on right now. I could probably put a pin in Pluto. Mm -hmm. on, but I should say unfortunate news. Um, let's get at it. I'm going to tell you right now, Val, and you, dear listener, Val and I are simply going to report on this because uh, I, I hate to break this to you, Val. We're fucking white. We sh There's nothing about what went down here until the very end of this report that we should be fucking discussing. 
Um, because it's a, it's a discussion we've had before, and I'm fucking tired of it. Because we shouldn't be doing this, and I oh, my only blame goes to fucking Viz Media. Not even Studiopolis, I'll get to that, but... In short, Anaris Quinones, um, tweets the other day that she was playing... What's the character's name? Yoroichi. Yoroichi in, in, uh, Bleach. She was cast as the character. She recorded for seven episodes. They aired some of them. And then suddenly, she is recast. Does not give a reason. She just goes, hey, guys, just wanted to let you know this happened. I'm very disappointed because everyone would be. And that mm -hmm. sucks. So, that's it. And everyone goes, damn, that sucks. Sorry, Anaris. Hey, girl, you know, it's it's a bummer. We're, we still love you. It happens. And you think, okay, weird, but we're moving on. We don't need to dwell on it. Then suddenly... Wendy Lee's the um, the original actress or Yurichi, and let's let, not even Devil's Advocate. It sucks to get recast, as Anaris also discovered. It's getting recast fucking sucks. And so yeah, honestly, there was sympathy to be had for Wendy. Unfortunately, unlike Anaris, who just reported on it and then deferred to producer shenanigans and moved on. Wendy goes through, like, the replies of everyone supporting Anaris and just starts going fucking nuts. And you're I like, I wouldn't call Wendy, it going nuts. What the hell? She was rallying some folks. I, some, I, I, as you know, like, there, there was a lot of mixed stuff. There were people who were, like, out. It was definitely mixed. Like, it's a very embarrassing, complicated situation for everyone mm, involved. It is. I think a lot of I people I feel bad for everyone very, except for Viz. I think everyone has shown like a degree of either honestly weirdness in this situation in what they have turned it into as well as a lack of professionalism on all sides. Yeah, every I, I, there, only one only one person in this entire situation was professional. It was Anaris. No one else. Pretty <laughs> nobody, much. Nobody yes. nobody fucking else. And um there was a lot of reasons given out for why this recast happened. Um, and again, we're not going to report on that because that's not our discussion to fucking have. Um, but I want to bring up that just this morning, um, we got some, uh, a report from Studiopolis, the studio. This is the producer and the distributor. Uh, Studiopolis is the studio that records and they gave their rationale for why this happened. And off right at the bat, I'm calling corporate freaking bullshit. Uh, they said that this was a... Casting error. They had always, and even before they had their this this uh, uh, statement came out, they 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 said that it was always their intent to uh, have the original cast. So how do you accidentally when 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 Wendy's already been re recording for other characters beforehand? How do you accidentally recast her? Like you put out, you accidentally put out the casting call to recast her while she's already in the booth recording. Then you it's... accidentally cast Daenerys. Then you accidentally invite her to the studio, record her for seven episodes. Some of them air, and then you go, "We've made a mistake." No, that does not happen by accident. And, and st st the I way, and Studiopolis is the one who made the statement, I guarantee those motherfuckers had a gun to their head. Viz hired some motherfucker 
to put that paper in front of them. That is bullshit. And again, that sucks for Wendy. That sucks for Anaris. That sucks for Studiopolis. This sucks for fucking everybody. All of but this could this... have been avoided in one way or another if they either stayed stalwart to their initial decision, which I disagree on yes. the decision to recast Wendy Lee, but I also disagree with their inability to remain vehement in their decision to stick with Anaris. Yep, and, and, and again, that is a perfectly fine fucking statement on it. And my statement, slightly different, I told you when we talked about this in private, that you and I take different routes to the same conclusion. My... We, no, I, we have the exact think, same conclusion. I just genuinely believe. No, no, different routes. No, different routes to the same conclusion. Different thing that doesn't need to be really fucking. Yeah. It, it doesn't need to be involved in it really. Yeah. And now, now loads from, of people are getting. Let's say, the Song One Show thing, is now basically backfiring on a lot of people, and many people are now just saying, "Well, then there's no fucking point because it's just backlashed on everyone." Yeah. My point on this is because I know the real reason they backed the fuck out. And it mm. was they were tired. They didn't want they didn't want backlash for diversity casting. Which my mm. point is, if you know anything about fucking in own Wendy's words, in quotations, the biz, you know that the people who bitch about this the most are the first in line to consume it. Who gives a fuck what they think there? Stop. Do you it. mean the fans? What I mean is, th those are not even fans. Those are terminal no, consumers. No, they, they are fan. They are they are the consumer base, Ivan. They don't care about. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not even talking. These aren't bleach fans. These are people that saw a diversity cast and got mad. Terminally Twitter I, terminal consumer. I That's cannot who they were, deny. Who was afraid of. I cannot deny that you are wrong in that regard. But I also believe that people do genuinely get upset when a voice of a character, especially as long-standing as Bleach is, it's an anime that came out in no, 2004. No, I know. I agree for the backlash of getting Wendy recast because actual Bleach. I, I I feel for actual Bleach fans. That sucks. That's disappointing. No, I agree with that. But Some people are going to complain. Wendy brought up a reason. Angry. Only one people. person was honest and showed their true colors, and it was fucking Wendy during that situation. With mm. understandable disappointment. But I honestly, the only person I believe in that situation is Wendy. That's the only person I believe here, and That's she her? just in the worst way she brought it about. No, I agree. She it was a lack I, of. I, no, I, I, agree, I have like, seen crazy takes though, where people are saying this is like the most unprofessional thing. I said, me and you, when we discussed this, I was like, no, Bayonetta three was a shit show. In that was a fucking mess that, too. That is the no. That is the mess. That is the. Yeah, biggest no, 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 yeah, okay, if you want to put it in nothing. tears, yes, that is the worst thing I've ever fucking. This seen is in this is low tier mess PR stunt basically. Bad PR, the Bayonetta shit that is on the fucking highest list of shit I have seen an actress or actor do about their fucking work. Yep. But yeah, right this, here, no, 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 I agree. That, like, no. no, Bleach fans absolutely are entitled to their actual real Bleach fans are absolutely entitled to the disappointment of Wendy getting recast. Mm. I, I absolutely fucking agree with that. What I disagree is Viz. Wendy, Wendy fucking called it. Where she said, "Yeah, they were they were scared about backlash from diversity casting," mm. and I absolutely believe some motherfucking suit at Viz did this for that reason. I don't believe for a fucking second that Studiopolis made mistakes. I, 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 as don't, know, I don't think you statement. should call it diversity. I think it's the 
quote-unquote authenticity casting that people talk about. I mean, it's tomato-tomato. It's the same fucking thing. It is, but it's it's we we've talked about it. it's there is a conceited effort within the industry or in the community of voiceover to essentially segregate for a singular group of people casting. It has just become that. I can understand to some degree why, but I think it's just totally uncalled for in voiceover. To be honest, it's an argument that didn't really again. Need to be it's had. an understandable frustration. My take on it is simply this. Historically, this has been incredibly unequitable. And again, there is no Geneva Convention for how people can catch up in this fucking hell state that we call late-stage capitalism and a fucking industry that is so competitive like voice acting. I don't think this recasting with Anaris was the fucking answer to this problem. Unfortunately, unfortunately for the industry, this is the simplest grab they have because... Again, you have this monopoly with these old grandfather stewards like Fizz, and then what else do you have? You've got Crunchyroll, High Dive, and their third parties, and that's about it. Nobody, Nobody wants to really do the fucking work to really make the industry equitable for everybody. Whoa. Race, gender, sexuality, across the board. It requires effort, and as you just said, they're, they're using diversity or what was the term you used authenticity authenticity casting. casting this is the answer they've come to they've come to that's not good enough you and look at the messes that it's causing I, I, here's the thing though how in a business like this it's Ivan, all they got is so like it is a answer it is individualistic but it is. It, it really should be based on meritocracy. You know, the merit of the actor, it the performance, be. and everything. There is no real way to fairly, like, you know, distribute roles unless you just say, "Okay, we just need one of fucking everyone." Which, you know, there's time constraints. We have shoe fucking. We have shoelace budgets. We all know, especially in anime, which is where this conversation is mostly being focused on in the anime dubbing industry. It's. It's just not a fucking, like, it's not doable. It's not tenable. For me, it's not tenable because of I'm a very pessimistic about the way the anime industry is run. When you have a monopoly like Crunchyroll, again, authenticity casting, diversity casting, however you want to call it, this is the answer they've come to. That is it. That is a answer. It definitely does something, but that's not good enough. It burns a lot of people. It pisses a lot of people off. And let's say I don't give a fuck about how some people feel about that. It doesn't matter. People still get fucking screwed. There are better solutions. But those solutions require a lot of effort and a lot more money and a lot more treating our workers better to make that possible. And that's a very big fucking hill to climb. We need to fucking climb it. But I, as I of today, we're not doing it, and that fucking blows in this situation. Like, you want to avoid shit like this? You gotta start treating this fucking craft with fu These corporations need to start treating this craft with fucking respect. Because what Studio- The statement that Studiopolis had to fucking make, that is fucking embarrassing. No apology for Wendy or Anaris. By the way, that's why I know it's bullshit. No apology. Regardless if you feel who in that situation deserves the apology, Studiopolis, Wendy, and Anaris all deserve a fucking apology. What are your feelings on authenticity casting in voiceover then, though? 
I just said it's an answer. I I agree with it, but that's not good enough. But like, do you think? But it's the question of that's which is to what me the that's working small to big. big I want to work big to small. Because the other big thing that everyone is talking about is Song Won Cho's tweet about it, and the fact that basically I didn't even I didn't even see Song Won's uh, tweet on it. He he deleted it now. I'm because, sure he did because he's. I know that Song Won because the situation's gotten that really I, fucking complicated. As someone that I work with, as someone that I work with, I have the utmost respect for him, but he has always been very for authenticity casting, and essentially, as, as he it would became, he is voicing for a cartoon. Okay, if I was going to break it down, he was doing script readings for a cartoon given to him by his agent. All the characters he received were Asian. And the issue that I find about it is that apparently, the in terms of accents that they asked for, it was stuff like they could be Middle Eastern, Southeast Asian. You can't fucking equate those two things, which is bad. But then he asked, can I voice for any of the other characters? And he was told, no, because they're white and we're doing authenticity casting now, essentially. Yes, again, I, I said I don't like this. And you and you and I both agree. Everyone should I don't be able like to play it, but everyone. there is sadly a large group of people within the industry who want to push for yes, authenticity casting, but not for white people. Yes, I agree. And, and that's what I'm getting. I, again, it's an answer and it's an answer that ex it, it does exclude. It still excludes at the end of the day. It does. And, and historically, it's and historically, it's been the other way around. White people excluded everyone. We have that history. It fucking blows. And that's why I'm calling for what I want to call. And that's why I still say, yes, authenticity casting is a fucking answer. And, but that's, it's a bad not, answer. that's not equitable. It's a shit answer. That, that, that's a lazy grab at equality. And I, 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 should, I should not even say lazy. It's not lazy. It's, it's only lazy on the part of the corporation. Because, again, they don't want to invest time, money, respect and anything and how to do this fucking work right it's not equitable enough it's it's an answer to solve the minute but we have fucking decades maybe a hundred years or more of fucking entertainment history that we need to fucking account for it's not enough i feel like authenticity casting could be an answer and people aren't going to like it but it's really just going to be a project to project issue that people are going to have where there's going to be a disparity of a certain race within one project than there is to another i've received casting calls where it's just black characters or arabic characters and i don't do it obviously because well Whatever, I can't do weird. those things because... Yeah, it's just like that. Well, weird that you would receive them. Yeah, it is weird that I received them. And then I'm like, okay, then I can't do any of these. What the fuck? And it gets awkward because even if I do... Like, here's the thing about auditioning people. Here's actually a tidbit. If you have an audition sheet and none of the characters actually fit you, it's a good idea to take one of those auditions and read it in the way that you would do a character or, the char or, or your type casting because everyone has a fucking type casting as much yep. as they'd like to be like oh i'm so versatile but you just do if it's like oh you've got a bunch of characters there's little girls or something there's old men you don't sue either of those things take one of those fucking things and read the line as best you can in how you do it and then that might give the fucking studio some like you know get some gears turning in their head and go oh you know who does suit that though this character who isn't on the audition sheet that we didn't give out to like the public because it 
in Subverse, you remember Subverse, don't you, Ivan? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 when I got when I got into that audition, or I, I auditioned for it because it was a public thing, I did all the characters that I felt like I suited, and they said, we don't want you to be any of these characters, but we want you to be this character that we didn't actually put up there because we think you were so fucking good or, or could do this character. And yeah. I got a character out of it. That's That's how it works. So it's one of those things where maybe you shouldn't be deterred because, say, all of the characters are a different fucking race to you. I, again... My position on it is that it's voiceover. Unless you consider your call voice... It, call it extra credit. Unless you It's call, just an audition. Unless you really think that your voice is racialized, you know, per se, which I don't fucking view my voice as a white voice. It's the voice of Valentine fucking Stokes. Okay? Mm -hmm. If you want to think that way about your voice, that's perfectly fine, but I don't. And I, it's, it's why I find it quite silly because for fuck's sake we have but no, there's, a, there's a lot there's a lot of people in the poc community that also agree with you val they they don't believe in this accent bullshit no they really it, don't it, it, it's not even accent though it, it, it's like people who are too in my opinion obsessed yeah, but, but, with but again, because again they don't because the corporations and the companies they don't take enough time to really consider how they're writing this up and directing well, and this to shit. a degree dude the, the and they and they knew and they willed it down the fucking accent to a degree, the corporations are stuck in a weird position because on one hand, they are trying really fucking hard a lot of the time to appeal to the talent within the industry, which, you know, has come from the fan base that has been ingesting this media for years. I know I've been a fucking anime fan since like 2000. Four or something yeah, say, like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the, the fans are now the, the talent. The fans are now the talent, and I think there is a level of, like, hey, we're talent now, and they also feel like they should be catered or appealed to in a lot of cases. Which, you know, it's like, well, yeah, you're the talent, but there's also the vast array of people who aren't the fucking talent who are just ingesting the media, which is always going to be a wider fucking group. Because those of us who have broken into the industry the way that we have are incredibly fucking lucky. Accessibility in the voiceover industry until, like, the last couple of goddamn years that this is another thing fucking that you two, and I talked about. Fucking three years ago. If, yeah, three two and, years and a half ago. years ago. Let's three be years honest, ago, the fucking so pandemic hit, and a bunch of people like myself built booths and bought the fucking equipment that was demanded of us to even be in these projects. I bought a Norman a Neumann TLM-103. You know, I, I upgraded from they gave, that. They gave out the specs. These, these yeah. studios fucking wrote us lists what they wanted. Yeah, they wrote lists of what they wanted in their stuff, and you know what? A lot of people fucking saved up their money, took on fucking jobs, did all they fucking could, and they did that shit, and then two years later, 2022, it was announced, we are no Crunchyroll is no longer going to be working with international talent remotely. And yep. apparently, there are lots of reasons why Crunchyroll decided upon this. We've between, we brought that up on the podcast yep. a million times. The silly ones and the serious ones. The silly ones and the serious ones, yeah. And, and, and you know what? It, it definitely took a hit. Because you know what? You already had a massive, diverse talent pool of people. Maybe none of them were fucking main characters for a lot of it. I know I certainly didn't get any, like, main freaking roles. I got, like... Yeah. I got but like you a got, but you finally got some fucking. Shots I got my breath. I yeah. I got, you got my no, breath. You got precisely. your breath. Guess what? And, and guess what? Lots of POC, more POC talent than ever yeah. got their fucking breath because that because that was an equitable fucking move. Hmm. When you open the door like that to remote and international, because guess what? 
historically, not gonna speak for the rest of the world. I'm only gonna speak for my fucking country. We have a fucking unfortunate history of redlining. And guess what? Where anime is localized, LA and Texas, or Dallas specifically, guess what? Not a lot of black folks there. Historically, yeah. that's just how it was. That's Actually, that, I was there we, recently. We, there we, were a we, lot we, of black we, guys. We branched <laughs> them into certain sectors where they didn't have resources. And, and you talk about building those studios. Val, for you and a lot of folks, building those studios was a lot more feasible than moving down to fucking Texas and L.A. By I mean, a me, long fuck, shot. Yeah, I, I can't move to fucking Texas It was Texas an equitable fucking decision. We talk about in a fair and equitable in industry environment that people, everyone could just play what the fuck they want. My God, weren't we so fucking close? Weren't we so fucking close? Uh, and they the took it well. the fuck away. And they took it the fuck away. Well, that's the thing as well. I can't even say that I'm not even fucking grateful for the opportunity that I got. Because I am. I totally Oh, no shit. I yeah, managed no. To get, yeah, your gratitude's I, always fucking visible. I got my name out there a little bit. So did other people. You know, it, it, it's fucking great. But the only people that really... And it's another issue within this. I think VO has become like such a community now, especially in the Twitter sphere, that everyone feels affected by these things. But guys, the fact of the matter is, this is a very individualistic industry. And the only people that benefit from these roles at the end of the day are the individuals that receive these roles. Do you remember... It, relating it back to Bleach, you, you know the guy who um, voiced Chad and he stepped down from his role? Which is fair, because that was his choice as an actor not to do that, okay? Yeah. He stepped down from the role, said they can give it to someone who is more fitting of the role, authenticity casting, fair enough, because I respect the fact that that was his choice to do that. Yeah, his decision, Whereas Wendy Lee yes. has obviously received backlash for then taking back a character of color. And people make unnecessary fucking tweets about it, to be honest. Like, in in my opinion, just some unnecessary and harsh words. And Yeah, again, un unfair mm. considering that this was always their... F in their own words, even before they made their bullshit statement this morning, that was always their plan, apparently. Mm. And then they no. just accidentally didn't do... They said they were intending to go as many OGs as possible. Obviously, they couldn't get Laura Bailey because, you know, they can't afford her anymore. Because mm. you gotta pay people fucking fairly too. <laughs> True. So but, and, um, and, and and that was this assumption. But the thing is, Wendy was around. She was recording other characters still. So like, bullshit. They they went for Anaris because they wanted an authentic cast, and they are entitled to do that. They are entitled to do that. Sucks for Wendy, but they are entitled to do that. But to then get that far in and pussy the fuck out. That's that. It's fucking embarrassing. That's it fucking is. embarrassing. No, it, it was a on really stupid. Level, on every fucking creative, artistic, moral, business, entertainment level. And the, and I don't believe Studio, that was Studiopolis' decision. I don't believe they made that mistake. I think they were doing what they were told by Viz. Yeah. Because I because before this happened, I, I, I checked to my privilege when I, I didn't hear this from Anaris first. When I first heard about this situation, I didn't fucking believe it. I didn't actually believe this fucking happened. And then I started looking into it and started asking around, went, oh my god, this fucking happened. Who the fuck would be this dumb? If you gave me a list of fucking studios and, and producers and told me, where would this happen? There's no fucking way Crunchyroll in all its warts would do this. There's no fucking way. And but if this media was on that fucking list, and that's as we realized that's what happened, oh, I would fucking believe it. I would fucking believe it. 
Wanna talk about the most grandfathered fucking group still around? Funimation's been swallowed up by Crunchyroll. Fuck. Yep. Crunchyroll is Funimation now. Crunchyroll's the one that died. It's just the name no, that Funimation's lived on. Funimation's the one that died. Yeah, yeah. If, if, no, I'm saying Crunchyroll's the one that actually died. They, oh, Fun, yeah, yeah. Funimation's wearing Crunchyroll's skin is what's really happening. I never, you know, I, I, I But Viz, hate. Viz is a tortoise. Viz is a fucking dinosaur out there. And if they would make a decision like this, oh, I would firmly believe. And that's why I don't believe Studiopolis' fucking statement. Yeah, it makes me sad as well, not seeing, like, the Funimation logo at the start of anime now as well. It's a little bit sad. It it's, is, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little sad. It's a little bit sad. You know, um, the little... Or yeah. you want to go real far back, you should be watching. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, so I, I think this is where we... I think this is where we part ways with this discussion. But you want equity, you open the fuck up. The only thing I have left to add is... um, There's been some directors and some audio engineers who... I, I shouldn't say... No, no, just directors. Director spoke about, that, about this and he says, Yes, we would like to open it up to uh, remote and uh, international, but... That's more complicated, which I would assert, as I already have, is, yeah, that requires more resources, which this industry does have. It's just mm -hmm. the higher-ups are hoarding the fucking resources. Look, so, uh, smaller, smaller companies are making it Anime is treated work. like penny stocks. Smaller companies are making it work. Discotech still utilize yes, know, international Yes, again, actors. competition is to, good. I was literally in fucking Gunbuster as, like, you know, Smaller Walla studios want it. Stuff like that, you know? Yeah, smaller studios want it. They do it. They make room in their budgets. But when you're getting contracted by Crunchyroll to do things, they try to screw it out of it. They yeah. try so fucking hard. Because really they don't silly. want the con they don't want the competition. The mon monopolies are always anti-competitive, and that's just how it is. And it's so it, it sucks. It's so unfortunate. Again, these directors are saying that takes too much time, too much resources. Uh, I'm not gonna name anyone out there, but a dear friend of mine and a dear audio engineer, very experienced. We turned to each other and fucking laughed. It's not that hard. Abridging's been doing it for fucking decades. It don't sound perfect, but slap in an actual fucking production budget and you'd be surprised how unfucking difficult it is to do. I mean, I, I really think it should be down to just, like, equipment, really. Like, the people who made the attempt Again, to the Again, give the list. Give, just as you all did during the pandemic. Give the list of resources of what they fucking want. Get them. Do it. It's much cheaper than moving down to fucking Texas and L.A. Or more mm. accurately, living down there. Because in L.A., it's too fucking expensive. Dallas, it used to be cheap. It's not anymore. But let's say you did get down there when it was cheap. Now you're paying it, paying for it with their terrible fucking infrastructure and power fucking structure. You're paying for it because the voice. fucking temperature goes up fucking 120 degrees in the middle of the summer. And their fucking power systems ain't fucking equipped to handle it. And your house gets fried. Your house floods with fucking ice during the winter. And then it fucking melts during the summer. Yeah, there's not a lot of incentive to move to Texas, is there? There's really? no Stuff incentive like anymore. Well, it LA used to be even. cheap, but it's not even that anymore. Neither of them are particularly... Like, like, when I went down to LA, I think I told you, it's pretty chill in some places, but my god, when you go downtown... It's a fucking mess. It, it it's not nice. No, I don't like. No, no, no I don't like. No, we a, a, ask every joy boy. We fucking hate L.A. We fucking hate L.A. It's gross. It's fucking shit in the streets, dude. Yeah, there is. It and it, it's like I, I remember going there with Freddie, and I, you know how Freddie had like, you know, he he wants 
you know, he, he wanted to live. I was like, Freddy, do, do you, would you still want to live here? He was like, no. No. <laughs> no, nobody. A... No, Freddy. I remember when Freddy said he was moving down there. I said, why? Do you have commercial scene in Seattle? Stay there. Though I don't like the roads. I don't like the maps in Seattle. <laughs> I don't like the rain in Seattle, but, you know, there's no shit. Uh, it the reminds streets. me of Except home, for though. Freddy shit, you know, but. <laughs> Seattle reminds me of home with the rain. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, no, there's no incentive to go down there. There's not. Not, not living, really. Like, maybe outside. Living there's a fucking nightmare. Maybe outside, yeah, maybe, maybe, but then yeah, you have to deal Val, with You have to live outside, commutes. imagine the fucking commute. In fact, the worst thing is, the worst thing is, you pay remote, for the Alvin, here's the thing, remote does work. I have literally, like, I, yes, I was- I agree. Some, You're some, preaching to the choir, buddy. One actress literally featured in Pluto recently, I know for a fact, like, worked remotely just outside of LA from their home. They don't have to go down there or anything, and yeah, they yeah, made yeah, there's it a work. There is it's a bunch of fucking LA folks who I know for a fact work remotely and they're just again because it, they've networked so fucking well they've grandfathered themselves in that they can do that i'm gonna say people in my opinion the issue in voiceover is nothing to do with race it's fucking just wanting everyone to be fucking american or something or be within the fucking yeah it, it's such american again that's why i say open up to remote international because it's it's this american exceptionalism in the vo industry it, it, it is a race problem but above it it's an american fucking problem Kind of. I, I, I disagree. That is not kind of. I, I, I disagree on that. One country. Bit, but one country is monopolizing all the fucking rules. I. I it's just. It's Guarantee you find a lot more POCs outside the U.S. Guaranteed. fucking teed. I mean, and, if we're and, talking and, like, okay, if, if, if we're talking like the Mexico, roles, they'd be satisfied like they, with the they, fucking opportunity. If, if we're talking Mexico, I mean, the diversity stuff in there is is not much better, dude. Yeah. Like, like, as much as we, like, shit on, like, as much as we shit on this set, as much as we shit on this arm of the fucking industry, it is no better anywhere else in terms yeah, of no, yeah, it, it, no, or you're diversity. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Intra-country intra uh, dynamics there. That's why I say, go international. No intra, inter. Let hmm. the, this wet, the Western scene open up to more countries. They can fucking do it. You know, Mexico is another you place don't that like could probably an do that. My God, accents are fucking cute, dog. I mean, going back to like my Chad thing, the dude stepped down from the role, said, "Okay, uh, cast authentically," and I think they got Colombian, not Mexican, a Colombian. Which you know, I guess you'd say, "Well, what's the fucking difference? They're both Hispanic, really." But you know, I guess it's potato potatoes to some. But I think it's just the example of why. Oh, that was me the other day. It, C and I were watching Diaries of a Geisha, and immediately, oh. like, I've never seen. I just want to see his favorite movies. I walked in like halfway, and I go, "Does this take place in Japan?" And she goes, mm -hmm. "Yeah." And I go, "Why are they all Chinese?" <laughs> well, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, it's like I, I've told you about Monkey. I've told you about Monkey, right? The uh, it's the 70s show based on Journey to the West, Sun Wukong. Oh, and yes. Okay, you it love is, you adore it, this show. Well, it, it's a Japanese production. It's a Japanese production of a Chinese story. Yeah. Yeah, every, it, it, that, that's just it. Dude, we can't be mad, really, about like there being a majority of the people who live in a place working in something. If it's yep. a production in that place. You gotta let them do their fucking best. But again, what, about what I want to talk about is capability. Monkey? No, that, that's a fuck. What, what, what decade did that show come out in? The 70s. 70s. Like that was some fucking shoe. That was some fucking shoestring national fucking like fucking uh fucking regional fucking show in Japan. It's like Power yeah, Rangers. Yeah, they're not gonna be able to It's like Power Rangers level stuff, but in my but opinion, when it you fucking are Crunchyroll, you are the attempted monopoly on Western dubbing, and your benefactor is Sony in Japan. How can you not operate internationally? 
you don't because you're greedy, not because yeah. it's impossible. And because the dubbing companies probably you like how it has been for the last out. 20 years. But that's just it. They just like how things have been the last 20 years. And now it's just like it, we, we talked about this. Accessibility. And let, and hey, let, let's talk. Let's talk about a, um, a, a something that had nothing to do with race. Let's talk about Moriarty the Patriot. Yeah, um, yeah. That was that. I'm not naming names of who was involved or who got cast or whatever that. But they 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 gave that was that was during the um probably the last. When was when was auditions for that? It was in the last. I want to say it was twenty. Of, I want to say it was twenty twenty one or twenty twenty one. So they were still they were still equ equitable casting. They were not equitable, but equitable casting calls. They were still branching out internationally. Not naming names. Go watch that show, folks, and look who's in the fucking booth. They didn't even fucking try. It's like they're like, what was the fucking point? What was the fucking point if they were just going to choose those folks anyways? I mean, Ivan, it brings up the other point that I'd like to make about the issue with authentic casting. It kind of ends up... Considering like, who, they it, asked the it, who, who it, they asked to audition for that versus who they ended up putting in there at the end of the day. Yeah. It was so grandfathered. It's like, wow, I understand one or two of them showing up, but when it's all of them? Come on, why did you even bother? That's That's mean. It is. But it's one Sounds of those things where I'm cool. like, this is why authentic casting, in my opinion, also doesn't work because it hits people who don't necessarily fit into the yeah, mold. They can't. Of they can't even do it right. They can't even do it right. No, no, no. I mean, how it affects. Like, okay, for example, I saw this guy who was like, who got hired because he did a good job, assumedly, but also because he's a black VA. And then when he did his stuff, when he did the work, and he handed it in, they came back and said, "But you don't sound black." What the fuck? And he and he literally tweeted about this. It wasn't like a big yeah. thing or anything like that that he talked about. But he said, "Well, what the fuck does that mean? I'm a black actor. This is my yeah. voice and everything. This is a black That's, voice." That, so I brought it? that up. But no, briefly, people yeah. literally have this fucking idea that your voice and your race are somehow connected. They're yes. not. Anyone from any fucking race can sound like anyone else from any fucking race. The only issue I really think it comes down to, actually, is people's worry about being stereotyped by another fucking race. Yep. That's what I think the main actual issue really comes down to. So really, why don't everyone just go back to letting anyone audition for whatever fucking part they want and just hire whoever the fuck is the best? Yep. Just and do so my, that. My only addendum to that is branch out like when you do those castings you make sure everyone fucking gets a fucking chance at it because the best because guess what the best guy for the job without you even trying is probably going to be the in quotations the authentic one Maybe. It's, it's, it's it's more likely it's not going to happen every time but it's going to be the most likely if you are if you are casting in the right fucking spaces I don't think that's the case I think authentic casting comes down really to how well do you fucking like uh, no, 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 I'm saying, no, 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 I, I no, agree, no, 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 I'm just saying, no, 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 let me, let me get this out, that. let me get this out, let me get this out, yeah. casting a character is not down to race of that character, it's down to their personality type, how well does the actor then perform in that personality type, that is what you should be yeah. looking out for. No, no, exactly, no, you know, you are absolutely correct, what I'm saying is that if you do the casting process correctly, if you open up and get the right opportunity, if you do equitable casting, it's not always going to be racially accurate, but no. you'd be surprised how many times it actually ends up being that. I agree. Without trying. That, it will naturally fucking happen. It will. It will naturally happen. It won't always happen, but it will more likely happen. It's why, honestly, I think to some degree, may maybe, 
No, I don't. I don't think that. I was thinking that maybe because you know there there was a time Ivan where people don't actually know what they're fucking recording for. The information. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's the, 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 that blind stuff. Yeah. The, the yeah, NDA the, when the NDAs get a little too uh, a little get too. Uh, yeah, it gets. Yeah, they it get gets a little too cute. Too big. Yeah, it, 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 and it would become like, oh, instead, we're not going to tell you anything about the characters. Here's just your lines and the type of character it is. Let's just, like, hear what you do, and then we're going to tell you when to hold on to that kind of performance. Right. That's how they used to do it. And people didn't know. There was an issue with, um, I want to say it was Amy Lee or something, and that actually happened. They didn't know what the character they were auditioning for was. Turned out to be a black character. Guess what? She got fucking absolutely screamed at and like left Twitter for a little bit before she came back and was like, you know, I just want to say that I'm really sorry and like, you know, I just didn't know. And it's like, well, guess what? The backlash was just unnecessary because you didn't even fucking know. Yeah, producer, the producer fucked you over. Yeah. It's 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 it, you you can defer to producers all the it, time. It, the, the, the way that the the way that it's going about right now, it, it's plugging one hole in a ship full of mass fucking tears. Like I've said, people, you can it defer is a, to it is producer a solution, shenanigans. You can defer to producer shenanigans as much as you like. You can do that just as much as everyone always goes. Oh well, it's not that I'm a bad actor; it's that I was directed badly. That's the other thing that people like to do a lot in this industry. Really, but um, yeah, there's all kinds of things that actors can fall back on if it's like, you know, an issue, really. You, do, you don't have to fucking react like Wendy Lee. You don't have to respond to every single person. Here's a good fucking piece of advice, people. Exercise a little bit of constraint when you're on social media. Sleep on it and think about maybe how you can say it in the best possible fucking way. Because no matter what, there are going to be people that get mad at you about stupid fucking stuff that for the most part is out of your fucking control. Especially yeah, in this industry. Again, because we all agree that this fucking this statement was bullshit. But guess what? A lot of folks who are throwing a lot of venom, they have to subscribe to that bullshit if they want to keep their jobs. Pretty much, there's a. That's very... why you watch you watch it because I've had too many times where somebody fucked up at, or got caught up for something and ended up being bullshit, and you watch people flip flop like that. Mm. The best solution: have your opinions per privately. Unless you know, like, until it's all fucking said and done. And that's why we're podcasting today, because as of today, it's all been said and done. Yeah. And that's, and that's where we go. We, 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 we empathize with Anaris. We pity Wendy's situation. And we sympathize with Studiopolis. <laughs> because this was fucking awkward for fucking everybody. Remember, people, if you get into this industry, if you're dreaming of being a voice actor and stuff, it's not all fucking sunshines and rainbows. This is a job. It's not that sacred to a lot of fucking people. No, there is no Geneva Convention in late-stage capitalism. There is no Geneva Convention when work is this fucking competitive. Yeah. People will use everything fucking against you. And people, and that's what, and sometimes, like in Wendy's case, it can make you fucking snap. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, we're not saying what Wendy did was a good thing. We're just saying we understand why it fucking happened. It's not good, but we fucking get it. It's not good, but it's also not the career suicide that I think some people are making it out to be. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Again, because she's one of those grandfathered motherfuckers. I don't, I don't even know. I, I legitimately don't. It, it's That's why she felt emboldened to is, do it. It is fucking Twitter, and I think we put too much fucking stake in Twitter for a platform that everyone else is saying is fucking dying. 
Oh, it absolutely is. We we talked about that in privately. This is this is the Tower of Babel. See, I, I, this is I'm the not even Tower of Babel. sure anymore. We are going to get fucking scattered bravado, when this shit implodes. For all of the bravado that I see people posting their fucking Blue Sky accounts or whatever, it's like yes. every fucking day. No one's day, going there. The, every fucking day, they're still fucking on it. I yeah. ain't been I ain't been very active on Twitter lately. You know why? Because I usually only go on Twitter when I got shit going on and I want to tell people about like what the the fucking shit going on in my career or if something comes up. But you know what? I like to keep relatively private to some degree. So I just don't. Some of these people who are vehement that it's like it's dying, we're leaving, we're going. No, you're still fucking there. Just shut the fuck up if anything. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Uh, Nut up or shut up, please, for the love of God. Right. All anyway, right. let's talk about my one... hero. Oh, go on. No, I just want to briefly bring up JJK, Jujutsu Kaisen, because go this on. is sad. Um, so one of the animators on Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, we, we so we brought up last week that we've been kind of tepid on this season. I've been having a good time, but it has been disappointing in relation to its hype. I have but, not been. I have not caught up with it yet. I am waiting to get. So together the funny with a thing is, the week that it. we brought that up, that weekend, we get the episode, on one, probably the best episode of the season. Hmm. Great fucking fight piece between what was it Chozo and uh, and Itadori? Uh, it, Itudori, as we say at Joyride, just to piss Mr. Host off. Itadori, um, great episode. I fucking loved it. And of course, when you invest all your when you put all your apples in one basket. Other episodes are going to suffer. And so this week's episode, the fight that I wanted, it was with that animator guy. Um, it obviously very noticeably, only in comparison to his other episodes, noticeably a setback in terms of the time and budget. But if you're a guy like me, who stares at frames for a living, um, there was also quite a number of animation errors. Not enough for the average viewer to notice. And thank God, because I looked mm -hmm. into it, most of the viewers were okay with this. They understand. JJK's got great fans. They're a great fan base. Um, mm. Obviously, they all have their ups and downs, like all of them do. I'm, I'm sure there's toxicity somewhere, but I haven't. I, I, I haven't. It's not like Chainsaw Man or My Hero Academia, where you're just like bombarded with it. Yeah. I, but I, I, but, but that's been, because you fun. are especially involved with that fandom, really. Yeah. Um. But even so, it's been a lot of fun, and they've been very understanding about this. But that episode apparently wasn't as good. I watched it. Normally, I wait till Saturdays for Anime Watch Club. Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you're on, if you're one of our patrons, you have access to this in our Discord. It's a lot of fun. And we will come over this footage, and me and host are going to have to have a disclaimer to begin this episode to make sure it's understood that some animators on this project were very upset about this, and they need our support. Um, someone was just having a fucking mental breakdown on Twitter. An animator on this episode... And that was so fucking sad to see. And a product of what happens when you are contractually not allowed to criticize your employer. Which should be fucking illegal. Hmm. Um, this, it, it fucking sucks. The episode wasn't that bad. And the audience seems to understand. But if you're someone with animation experience, as even I have, you do see things. And for some of these animators, this was a fucking breaking point, And they are fucking devastated. And it just breaks your fucking heart to see that. It really does, and it's just... Mappa's gotta slow the fuck down. The anime, anime and that's something that I want to bring. When we were having our catch-up, I wanted to talk about this. We completely all overlooked, we kind of just like passively looked over the fact that there was supposed to be an Naruto anime, anim, anniversary project 
it's an AMV. You know, I watched that. It's literally an AMV, I think. No, it didn't come. No, no, it didn't. No, it, Val, it never came out. It never came out. It got. To Are the you week sure? Of, no, I no, watched no, no. a thing. There was, it was, there, an there AMV. was no, 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 no. There was AMV, but Val, there was supposed to be episodes. There was supposed to be like forty-minute episodes. Hmm. A series of special OVAs that were supposed to come out, and it was about to come out in a week, in a week before release, or even just days before release. They went, "Now nah, we can't do it. It's not like they they given no updates. It will come out eventually, I would assume." But they just said, no, it's not coming out like we said it was. You gotta wait. Sorry. No. Because that's where we're at right now. The marketing team and the actual fucking animators in the studio, they can't fucking communicate. And these corpos, these greedy fucking corpos, asleep at the wheel corpos are like, yeah, we'll have a Naruto fucking 40 minute series of OVAs out in the fall. And the studios are like, we can't fucking do that. And so they work themselves to the bone, and then we get there, and it's still not fucking ready. What else fucking happens? A great anime. Uh, one of the animes that we really enjoyed during uh, the summer season of Anime Watch Club, Zom 100, got two episodes in, then they had to go every other week, and then they took a month off, and then they just fucked off. They got like five, five or six episodes in, and we haven't heard from them again. Uh, Golden Kamui Season 3. Val, I still haven't finished that. I, I mean, didn't even know it was out. Four? Because again, the marketing and the studios are not in tandem. Marketing's done. I, I think it did come out, but marketing's like, no, we're not going to advertise that anymore. We're done. We're moving on. They couldn't get it fucking done on time. Because we are on the fucking edge of a fucking bubble. There's not enough animators. There's not enough communication. We have some fucking problems right now. And MAPPA's trying to throw so much money at the problem, and that's not it. Oh my god. These animators are getting beyond depressed. They are putting their heart and soul in here, and they just do not have enough resources. And then, to, and then to boot, and then to boot, people on the internet steal their fucking work to make parodies. <laughs> yeah, it's our fault. Blame, blame the abridgers, man. No, no, no. I just... I just always, I find that funny. I always find that funny. I no, always no, no, it's, it's hilarious because that's what Toei would say is the problem. Toei, if you, oh, no, if, it's you, not if, problem. if you got sat down with someone with Toei, they go, yeah, it's the Abridgers. The Abridgers are our problem. And it's like, shut the fuck up. No, no, I'm now not go saying to Toho. Problem. Toho just, would be, Toho would say, be like thanking the Abridgers. No, no, no. I just mean, it's kind of funny. But yes, it's fucking hilarious. It but, is no, hilarious. It, but, it, but it's fucking sad. But this situation is so fucking sad. And I, and I'm, I am grateful that JJK fans are generally very reasonable because they're about as insane as their favorite mangaka Gege Sensei is. So I guess that's how it works. They're too busy calling Isis on Gege for fun. It's an in-joke. Even Gege agrees it was hilarious. By the way, that's what they do with each other. We said this was going to be a short episode, so you've all been fucking blessed because we're on the 50-minute mark. And we you've all, you've all been blessed. Hero. You've all been lied to. Yeah, no, the instant that the instant that it was like, okay, we're just gonna report on this briefly. No, we couldn't fucking contain ourselves. We could, we can't, we can't help ourselves because it's something we're passionate about. And in Val's case, this is something Val has to actively fucking deal with. Pretty Val's. much, yeah. And it fucking sucks to be honest. It fucking blows. As a community, voiceover is always like kind of clawing itself and fucking eating each other. In my yep. opinion, as an, they, they, and, and, and as a director and as someone with as said, I've got my actors in the industry, and I know so many audio engineers, and we all just look at each other in bewilderment and just go, "That's not, that doesn't happen by accident. That's not a mistake. That's a cop out. Mm. No fucking way." Um. So, anyways, 
We can My Hero Academia was interesting no, no. today. What? It no? really was. You know, let's do it. We're, we're, we're basically going to be very quick with it. That's what we got to do. We'll be very quick with it. So My okay, Hero Academia. Okay, then. Bakugo's back. The boy is smiling. This is fucking awesome. But you know the, the twins from this... that fucking movie are here. For a brief cameo, that's cool. We're we're we're, we're canonizing them now. They were there. They were, they, you saw them in other. Did Revy? Did Levy or Revy Soul or whatever the fuck his name is like come in at some point? I'm sure he's been like. I, Roddy Roddy Soul. I don't remember seeing him, but I've seen Melissa and these kids a dozen times in those giant panels where they have everyone's faces and they're all watching this event. But having them actually say a line though, yes, they said it today, and they're all cheering for Bakugo. Super cute. But the you know what the standout of this fucking. Uh, and I actually fully agree with it because again, Aries the answer to everything. Edshot is literally just a thread. He's a fucking living thread. The funniest shit I've ever seen. Thread Edshot. Threadshot, as I'm calling him now. And now he's fucking dead. He's not dead. No, no, no. He's not dead. He's a string. He's a little worm. And that's his fucking life now. But again, you know, Aries. I think I'd I think I would prefer he just die. I would. That's prefer literally what the that's I, what the discourse is saying, and they're like, dude, they should have killed him. This is horseshit. This is horrible. He's gonna if, if he fucking survives. That's hilarious. If, if what we're gonna get the fucking post like this bullshit arc. Uh, he's like, a garden snake now. What in the, the, the fuck? conclusion? He's he's literally. You know what this is? He's Polnareff from JoJo Ivan. He's living as a fucking turtle now. What the fuck? They would have been funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Threat shot. Uh, what the fuck is it? Would I would I would just put him down if I were all my I'd be like Ed. Shot. I think it's funny. I think for a series that's afraid to kill people, I think this is fucking hilarious. I think that's I, sad. These are the cop outs that I I again I love when Horikoshi uses his dumbest, most like smooth brain logic. It's the most entertaining stuff. I I like unironically. That's the stuff about My Hero Academia I love the most. I love Edshot not dying because he has just enough thread to be a fucking worm. <laughs> <laughs> he left just enough. And the reason why Bakugo lived, again, he Bakugo left just enough thread for Edshot to live because Bakugo resuscitated himself with a sweat drop. Literally a fucking air bubble, which would clinically kill you. In medicine. Luckily, um, it's fucking. Luckily, fucking it had explosive juice on it and it exploded in Bakuga's heart and brought him back to life. I love this shit. This is one of my favorite chapters ever. This is the dumb shit I no, fucking love. No, no, no. You know, the you know what the best thing about this chapter is? Yes. Bakugo's legitimately genuine and actually nice smile. That smile is everything. That That is, that is my world. That, 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 this. This, this is proof that Baku, Bakugo can in fact be like All Might. Yes, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And now he finally gets to have to fight with All for One. Yeah, a lot of us are disappointed that he has to fight a baby. People have made jokes that, <laughs> that Bakugo's only wins are against children. <laughs> which, is, which is very true. It all, again, it all comes full circle. Bakugo bullying baby Midoriya into like suicide. Yeah, all his wins and, go against babies, and I kind of have to agree. And, and now he's going to like bully like baby all for one. But yeah, but th no, this chapter is fucking awesome. Oh and fuck! And then they flash to that fucking bastard with the fucking ah oh, god damn it, Bakugo time theory. Because he looked yes. at him, and it flashed to the fucking number two user. 
Yes, because because Bakugo just reminds him of him, and it's like, oh my god, uh, we all we all remember how you backpedaled Horikoshi. We all know, we all remember. Oh, uh, I, I don't need to rub salt in the wound. Oh, uh, I, I still have no fuck. Like, is he? I, it's probably gonna be that they're fucking related. They're probably just related. No, it's not that. It, it's literally just it's it, it, as you the thing that you don't like the torchbearer thing where. Luffy is the gold roger of his time. Uh, and everyone is just a version of someone else. That's all it is. That's just an that's a shonen trope. See, I don't like it either. No, no, no. I don't mind if that's the case. If the characters then are like, no, we're our own fucking people, even if biologically. And for Bakugo, that's absolutely the case, because Bakugo doesn't know who this fucker is. No, no one Bakugo doesn't does. know this. And, and that guy that's I because guess, we don't oh, even oh, know who this is. Yeah, I get only all for one really knows. I mean, only Deku and All for One know. And for all for one. It's especially stinging, because in All for One's eyes, that guy was a nobody. This hmm. guy was like, I can make fucking bolts levitate, and they can fl I can fling them at you. And he's like, how dare you lame. make me cry. Fucking lame. You're so fucking lame, and I can't stop thinking about you. I love that shit. And he sees Bakugo, and he goes, oh, I remember my old flame. My I old still... boyfriend. When, when the fuck is Horikoshi gonna fucking give us the the sky crawler? If he He's doesn't, not. that's not if his he character. Doesn't, that's if he course. doesn't, that's gonna be entire fucking like number off of the final. Yo guys, yo, I filled manga. out I filled out a fucking uh um a, 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 a in what is it a fucking uh, questionnaire for my hero Ultra rumble. And every time they ask me for something, they're like, "What do you want here and there?" I said, "Give me, give me sky crawler." Give me Skycrawler. Give me Skycrawler. And then in one of them I wrote, give me Knuckle Duster. Give me Knuckle yeah. Duster with a with a sniper um armrest. With a with a, <laughs> with a crutch. The sniper crutch. Because uh, in one of the streams we talked about how we need more sniper characters. And I was like, put gunhead in the game. We want we want characters with guns, because it's funny. What's well, gunhead? I, gu I said put gunhead and host went, no, put Nagat. I said, hilarious. But let me one up that. Let's put Knuckle Duster with Knuckle Duster with his sniper crutch. Actually, the B girl, the B girl would be fucking cool. Actually, I think it was a shotgun. Actually, it wasn't even a sniper; it was a shotgun crutch. Either way, who's the original cool. gun hero in My Hero again? Snipe. It's, it's Snipe. Snipe. Yeah, put fucking Snipe in there and shit. Like he's no, literally he's one like, of Horikoshi's. Yeah, snipe, snipe would be all right, but no, seriously. Snipe deserves gun, gunhead, it for being gunhead or knuckle duster would be fucking hilarious. Snipe deserves again, it for cementos. literally being the original number one hero, so or, or one of the big heroes that Horikoshi came up with. I mean, that was in the during original the conceptual phase, manga. yes. He, no, he was supposed to be All Might. Oh, that's that was All Might's original design, and then he moved on from it. Ah, oh, okay then. If you read on um, the one with Jack Midoriya, I'm pretty sure that yeah. character's in there. Yeah, no, I know, I know he is. I know that he is like the original, and he's like no. It's been a Jack, long time you, since I've read it. You can't be a hero, Jack. I can't <laughs> wait for to see Jack. Jack is absolutely Midoriya's dad. That's happening. <laughs> By the way, let's talk about One Piece real quick because we're oh, fucking. One, one Piece. Piece has been popping off with the tragic backstory we've finally gotten in the last couple chapters. You know we've been Kuma's... teasing it. You knew and I. You and I have been waiting yeah. for this. Kuma's I, I guarantee that's the, that is the that is the thing that Bonnie saw when she entered that pain bumble. That's yeah. what she's looking at right now. Garen fucking teed. Oh yeah, this is like flashing before her eyes, and it's like oh, this is the flashback because well, Kuma wanted. has appeared to fight. Kuma has appeared to stand against uh, Judge. Is it Mars? Is is, is it the Mars Saturn. guy? It's Saturn, I think, or Uranus. Saturn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturn. So, uh, I think Kuma has just appeared and is, like, in front of Saturn because Saturn has 
Bonnie in his clutches, and he's, like, about to fuck her up. Is that what's going on? I think that's why we're, we're uh, getting this flashback now. I think he's fighting the Kuma right now. Yeah, no, I'm certain original Kuma has appeared... Yeah, like, 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 that's the reason that's, that's the reason that sparked this flashback is that the original has appeared now at Egghead. Oh no, no, I don't think she has actually. She is thinking about him though. Yeah, that you're right, you're right. That is what she saw in that bubble, the memory bubble that Kuma may have presumably left for Bonnie to discover one day. Yes, yeah, but he left it there at Egghead for the day that she would fucking find this. Yeah. And um now she's thinking about him. We have uh Kuma and I believe maybe Bonnie's mom, you know, the whole gluttony thing, uh, who is oh, that also- seems very, That seems very like, and, and that's the, the interesting part. Her mom looks like York. It does, she does. Look at her cheeks. The, 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 the cheeks, the face, the goofy smile. York, York seems to be based off Bonnie's mom. That, that, that's a very, that's a good observation. And yeah. how would Bonnie know? Bonnie's never met her mother. But assumedly Vegapunk has. Yeah, but what's Vegapunk gonna say? Vegapunk didn't want Bonnie to see any of this shit. No, he didn't. He was, I, I, I think Vegapunk... But yeah, you know, like, like, literally, like, Bonnie's mom looks like York. And Vegapunk that seems very intentional. Vegapunk has felt nothing but sympathy for Bonnie ever since she came on the island. Yeah. Even when she was trying to kill him, he just feels bad. So I assume him. that's what's coming next, right? Is Vegapunk's relationship with, with the young Kuma? But at least you, I we're, we're so. really bearing the lead here. We are getting the fucking, like, this is any, this is fucking, uh, this is fucking, uh. I'm not sure my. if it's legitimate, by the way, but I, I, like, I don't know if they're actually related or it's just like, you know, kind of a Luffy Sabo ace thing where Ivankov, this girl is Ivankov's sister, I believe. Maybe, I mean, not, not sister, like, biologically, but like. I, like, I feel like I have seen them maybe. say bro or sis or something at yeah, some I mean, point. Yeah, again, J J in Japan, you can call people big bro, big sis. It's it's a more affectionate senpai kohai. Yeah, she literally says, sorry, I'm not coming, big bro, but that's what I mean. It, it's not confirmed because they- Like, like a lot of the straw they, they hats call Frankie alike. big bro, too. And big bro, and Frankie's, Frankie's own old pirate crew call him big yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 precisely. But that's what I mean. It's not confirmed or anything, but they yeah. could be related. They Bonnie could be, might, I doubt that. I Bonnie doubt might that. be related to Ivankov, probably. Probably not, but, yeah, but, 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 but- this is like a Robin-level fucking backstory. Yeah, and, and- Ku like, This is like, tragic. The bit, dude, the bit where his dad, where Kuma's dad was telling him about Nika and doing the dance- And, and the he boom, gets fucking dum, 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 And just popped in the fucking head and told to shut the fuck up. Cold as fuck. That was crazy. You're being too loud. Shut up. Oh my god. What, like, the fact that just the fucking, like, the, the absent-minded smile on his face as the blood hits him was cold. I fucking hate Celestial Dragons. All my dudes hate Celestial Dragons. Oh, yeah, Oda had to remind us why we hate these motherfuckers. It's been a while. They've been, they've been funny little chew toy characters for a while. Need, need a quick reminder why these why we chew on them. Why yeah. they deserve to be chewed on. It is no, they 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 are the scum of the fucking earth. Also, the recent chapter ended very fucking wholesomely. As sat in their little chair, it was for me. It was sad. Simple, it, 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 no, it was sad, but it was also fucking nice. Because yeah, I mean, if, I, if something is so nice, it's sad. Because all I'm thinking about is the last time Ivankov fought Kuma, 
where he goes, how could you forget this face? And he says yeah. in that chapter, I'll never forget your face. Ah, uh, One Piece is one of the, like my friend, An Jax, Animator Jax, is watching One Piece now after the live action. It's one of the things that I am grateful for the live action for because people took a look at it and then they've gone, even though Jax has been super fucking like, oh, One Piece sucks. And then he was like, probably, I haven't actually watched it. So he's given it a go. He's all the way up in fucking Alabaster now. And he's having a good fucking time. And he's Hell just like, yeah. and I was Do pointing out job. things like, I was pointing out things like, oh, you know, Captain Kuro actually like, or, um, uh, the hypnotist, um, Django. Django hypnotized Captain Morgan into thinking that he captured, uh, Kuro. And that's why he thinks he's fucking amazing. He was like, wait, what? But... That wasn't... Oh, shit, I guess it... What the fuck? It's one of those things. Oda has so much really fucking good, like, ahead writing. He writes so fucking far ahead, and it all becomes really fucking satisfying when you come across this stuff, and then you point out stuff like, Kuma, how did you... How could you forget this face? Yeah, it's really fucking sad. That we're, like, exploring this aspect now. Also, we got a better look at the Rock's pirate crew. We got Shiki, literally the only movie villain in One Piece to be canon because Oda likes him that fucking much. Yeah, but no, but fucking, uh, just, just all those guys who came to fucking, uh, the, the Rock's pirate incident there. That's an, that's an unfair fucking team. You can't have all those fuckers on the same side. What the fuck? <laughs> Well, that's why the fucking Roger Crew's there. And it was really cool to give context that Big Mom, because she, she mentioned it, that she gave him the fruit. Big Mom got the fruit off of Ivankov, who was probably going to fucking eat it, yeah. And, and gave it to, obviously, Kaido, because she has no fucking use for it. Because she already has a devil fruit. Although, no, she knows she has a devil fruit, doesn't she? No, she knows that she inherited... Mother Caramel's devil fruit. She, but, she, she but, Caramel, but she right? has but she has literally gaslit herself on how she got it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. She's just like, oh no, I just inherited it because mom loved me so much and, and, and she gave it to me before they left and I didn't fucking eat them. <laughs> right. God. But yeah, no. no, like we ate we ate so fucking well. Our, our the two out of the three, our other uh, chainsaw man went on break this week. Uh, let it. But, I don't care. Yeah, let I know. I agree. Let it. I I like it better when Fujimoto takes a break and he gets to th really think about what he's. Take a on month paper. off Fujimoto and think about what you've been doing. But otherwise, um, my Hero Academia is going on break next week. Uh, we're of course going on break. Unfortunately, next week. Uh, not unfortunately, I guess depending on where you are, us. Because uh, I'm gonna be at Yomacon. That's where Ooh. I'm gonna go. And so, if you guys are in the the Detroit area, November second through the fifth. High likelihood you're gonna see me with a bunch of other abridgers, uh, the schmucks, something witty, and many more. Um, or if you, hey Val, you wanna wanna dox yourself right now? Where you at right now? <laughs> I might be going to uh, Birmingham Comic Con MC MCM, I think, in uh, December. Oh, that's not too far away. Again, like Yomacon just kind of sprung up on me, so yeah. In no time, that that'll fucking show up too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I believe Sean Shiplock's going to be there and a few other people. Sick. Yeah, so that should be interesting. I'll probably go there, you know, fucking meet some people, uh, rub some elbows, get some fucking autographs, maybe. Yep. Oh, dude, I'll see. Makes, I'll dude, see sign some on. Hey, motherfucker, sign some autographs. <laughs> I need to get. I mean, dude, I've. I've Do you have more none. prints? Do you have any prints left? Uh, I'm getting a. I'm actually getting a brand new print very soon of my Ruby character Ambrosius, actually. 
Oh, cool. It looks pretty sick. I'll, I'll fucking show you what they've uh, got so far, actually, in a minute. So, you know. Hell yeah. But anyways, yeah. we're going to go. Everyone, thank you. Uh, we said it'd be a short episode, but you know, we get passionate about these things. Actually, I think we're ending pretty much on time, so. Uh, I, I'd say so. We, this was supposed to be a short episode. Yeah, I, I want to like, watch yeah, more. 45 minutes and we're done. I want to watch. What do you think of that, by the way? Uh, let me see. Off it's not done really. yet. It doesn't have a background yet, but it looks, yeah, obviously. Uh, but yeah, no, it looks it actually looks fucking sick. Reminds yeah, no. me of uh, Doctor Manhattan from uh, the. I know, Watchers. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. It's actually pretty sick. But yeah, anyway, yeah. so yeah, Thal and I are gonna go jerk off to his new print and then watch more Pluto. So we'll see you guys in two <laughs> Dude, weeks. Dude, stop right? Pluto. Stop Pluto, and then we'll we can fucking talk about it in, uh, in two weeks. Yep, because that's that that's why that's what we're saving up for is Pluto. I really want to talk about Pluto because that is that is zenith fiction for me right there. Absolutely, it's gonna be fucking sick. So until then, guys, everyone, take care. Good night. Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Lackadaisy, Gunbuster, Death Battle, and more. Audio engineering by Stina Carey. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Keep the conversation going by visiting Joyride's public Discord server, where you can discuss this week's topics and more. Patreon donors also get access to our weekly anime watch club with cast and crew. Links provided in the description. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.